I want to thank the Maradasra for opening up his shul towards up for us. Um, thank, of course, the Kila Kadosha, uh, the sponsors, uh, the Frank family in memory, as was pointed out, of Pinchas Menachem Ben Avram David, Yeilulish Nishmato, the Cantor family. Uh, as Josh pointed out, we had the pleasure of learning together in the Gruz Kolel, now celebrating his 40th birthday, Mazal Tov. Um, whatever words of Torah and Chizuk uh, I'll be speaking, I would like it to be Laliyat Nishmat the Kedoshim, the civilians and the soldiers who have unfortunately, sadly, been killed only because they're Jewish. And uh, as many of you have heard that today, um, the tragedy also hit very close to, to our home in Harnof. Uh, with the, the daughter of a very dear friend and the daughter-in-law of another dear friend, two families married together, and uh, and today was the burial of uh, a 24-year-old who was killed at the Knisari Yerushalayim. Hashem Yikom Damam. Of course, to wish Rafua Shlema B'Meheira to all of the Pitsuim, and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hamatir Asurim uh, should bring home all of the shuim de mehera in good health, and uh, fulfill all of our fill all of our whole, our souls with with, with happiness. Uh, the title tonight was pre Hanukkah erev chizuk, and I was asked to connect the divrei chizuk with Hanukkah. Um, Rav Shlomo, of course, pointed out that there's a connection on the level of what we are looking towards uh, for. If we're looking forwards. To or look, we, we Baruch Hashem um, have have group gvura. Hopefully, we'll continue to have gvura. But on another level, it's certainly a challenge because we all know that we have two uh, rabbinic festivals, Purim and Hanukkah, and uh, they represent two very very different existential threats to us, to our nation. Hanukkah is the threat to our belief system. It's the threat to our emunah, to our religion, while Purim represents a threat to our physical existence in this world. Our current situation is much more similar to the threat of Purim. Sinwar and Hania are modern-day homans, not modern-day Antiochus. We need a victory that would end with an Al-Hanisim that would conclude with Vitalu Osovias Banav Al Haetz, rather than one that would end with Hidliku Neros Bechatzros Kachecha, although I certainly would pray for such a victory as well. And so the question is how exactly can we connect our situation with Hanukkah? And then I thought that maybe there is not just a connection, but a super connection, as long as we're open to expanding our understanding. Of a, of a certain concept, our definition of a certain concept, and then the parallelism, I think, my humble opinion, will be very, very striking. I think we're all aware that the Arba Goliot, the four exiles that represent the sweep of Jewish history, are hinted at twice in Sefer Breshit, once in the story of creation, and once, again, in the covenant with Avraham, in the Brit Beina Betarim. Um, we have both of them brought down in the Medrash, on the Pasuk, So the Medrash tells us, that we have, already from the beginning of creation, 
a sign that we're going to go through various exiles. Tohu Zagalut, Galut Bavel, Bohu Zagalut Madai, Choshech Zagalut Yavan, and finally, Alpenei Tahom Zagalut Mamlechet Harishaah of Edom, She'en Lehem Cheker Kamoha Tahom, the longest lasting of the exiles. And when we move over to the Brit Benabitarim, we have the Pasuk that Avraham was in a state of Ema Chashecha Gedola no Alav. And there, in the Medrash, it's brought in the Pirkei of Eliezer, it's also brought in the Medrash Rabbah, the same four in reverse order. Ema Zemachut Edom, Chashecha Zemachut Yavan, Gedola Machut Madayu Paras, no Machut Bavel. And what's very, very striking is that even though all of the metaphors change for three of the Galuyot, one remains for Galut Yavan, namely Choshech, Chashecha, darkness. That's the description of Galut Yavan. Classically, this is understood to relate to the Gzerot Shmad of Antiochus, that which is brought in the Medrash, in other words, that, they, that the, there were decrees against our religion. That uh, we want basically to destroy the uniqueness of, of your emuna, of, of your connection with what you call Akarish Baruch And they forbade Talmud Torah, Mila, Shabbos, Chodesh, Torah is or, and shichachat Torah is choshech, is darkness. The same letters in a different order, chashecha, shichacha. But the problem is that those gezerot only reflect the, late, the, the last years of what we would call galut yavan. Two or three years we had gezerot at a battle, but galut yavan is much, much longer than two or three years. There is a, a medrash that when Yaakov had his dream, that these malachim represent sarim. They represent guardian angels of, of nations. And uh, the medrash points out, the guardian angel of Bavel, goes up 70 rungs, comes down. Shomadai, Nunbet, 52 rungs. Shel Yavan, Kuf Pei Ukim, 180 rungs. And then, of course, Edom kept going up and up and up. And that's Vayira Yaakov, Vayomar Manorama, said, don't worry, he will also fall. But the description of Galut Yavan is 180 years. 180 years is from the time of Alexander Mokdon, when Alexander the Great came to Yerushalayim and had his uh, meeting with Shimon HaTzadik, from then until the, uh, the Hashmonaim won their battle, that was 180 years. Out of those 180 years, only the last few years were the Gzerot Shmad. So how do we speak about the darkness, the Choshech of Galut Yavan, if that only relates to those last few years? Um, at 175, out of those 180 years, Torah was learned. That was the Tkufa of Shimon HaTzadik, Antignosh Ish Socho, even the first Zug, the first pair of Yossi ben Yoezer and Yossi ben Yochan and Ish Yerushalayim, 
it was only at the end of their lifetimes that it was Pumal Shayavan. But basically you have generation after generation of Torah being learned. Where exactly is the Choshech? So I was thinking that when we think about those 176 years, where were the Jewish people intellectually, where were they religiously, where were they culturally? So we know that the majority of the Jewish people became Hellenists. They became Mityavnim. They found a very, very welcome home in Greek culture. The ideas of universality, the ideas of the beauty of the human form and beauty of objects. They didn't view Greek culture at that time as being an antithesis to Judaism. They viewed it as the reigning culture, enlightened culture, and in order to be able to understand the Choshech, we need another definition. And that definition of Choshech is found in the Mesirat Sharim in the third parak, where he talks about the Midah of Zahirut, of taking care, where he points out that we have a pasuk, Tashet Choshech Vayihi Laila, that nighttime is considered to be a form of Choshech that has a very unique character. That night causes people to be confused. It causes people to have, to misrepresent, to have a, to have a, a misunderstood perception uh, of reality. One mistake is that people simply do not see dangers. They don't see the manhole, they don't see the cliff, they don't see the sign that says thin ice. But then the Mesil Sharm goes on and points out that there's even a worse danger, and that is that they see, but they misunderstand that which they see. The tree they think they see is really a murderer. And the murderer they think they see is really a tree. That was the Choshech of Galut Yavan. It was a misunderstanding, a confusion in terms of the nature of Yavan. Yavan was not a culture that lended itself to be synthesized with Judaism. That was simply a misconception. It was the antithesis. It was a culture a world without a creator. If there's no creator, then there's no intervention of that creator in nature. And then there is no reward and punishment. And then there is no system of divine ethics. And there's no room for spirituality, only the physical. And it's a system that led to Antiochus, that led to the Xerot Shmad, but it was not seen at the time because it was a darkness of night, a darkness of not being able to see that which is in front of one's eyes until the the, the Xerot Shmad all of a sudden shook them up and woke them up that we have over here a Mamrechet, a Malchut Yavan Harisha'ah, that all of a sudden it became not two cultures that lend themselves to find some sort of a of, 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 of a connection between the two of them. This one will give a little, that one will give a little, but we're dealing with the battle of Tzadikim and Rishaim, of Tmeim and Tahorim. Namely, that we have a Choshech that leads to a Choshech. We have a Choshech of darkness that leads to a Choshech of Churban, of destruction. And that, in turn, led to a clarity that this was an existential war for the soul of our people. And with the Hishtadut of the Hashmonaim and the Siata Dishmaya of Akarish Barachu, Baruch Hashem Machut Chazra Machut Yisrael, the 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 Dorot.
This past Simchat Torah, we woke up to a choshech of a horrific massacre of Tzalmei Elokim, who loved life, by Pirei Adam, who loved death, and I won't get involved in the gory details that we're all unfortunately terribly aware of. But that choshech of destruction, that choshech of churban, led us to an understanding that there had been a choshech of darkness that preceded it, a choshech of not seeing what's in front of our eyes. When I speak in front of our eyes, I'm speaking in front of the eyes of, of the Jewish people, in which there were many who felt that we had partners, many that felt that one can understand that there are two narratives, there are many that felt that the world is, is a world in which we have many, many, many friends. Uh, a, a misreading that led to a terrible tragedy, uh, a confusion that was quickly replaced by a clarity. And I'd like to, just in a few minutes, just to point out wh- what I view as, as having come out of the choshech that led to choshech, that led to an or, led to an understanding of where we really are. The first thing that became clear, obviously, to us immediately, is that there is a truth and there is a lie. There are no two narratives. There is a right and there is a wrong. There are innocent people who are victims and there are evil perpetrators that have to be eliminated. That all the masks were removed. Evil is evil. Hamas is evil. And the corollary of this, this is Achenu B'nai Yisrael, who are found in the Galut, all of a sudden realized that those who support Hamas, those who identify with Hamas, those who justify Hamas, they do so because they hate us. They don't want us to exist. They are part of that evil, that the world is full of anti-Semites in the United Nations, in the universities, and those who follow the Jewish news in Tinek High School, even though there were many who had thought otherwise, but they were in the choshech of Laila. They were in that choshech of confusion, of not being able to see what currently they are able to see. That's the first clarity. The choshech led to a choshech, which led to a, a frightening or, but a very important or that we have to deal with. Secondly, we have to go back to basics. Basics means that we have to realize that God is God and we are human. And God, being God, doesn't make mistakes. But human beings, by their nature, but the human condition is that we err, is that we make mistakes, and sometimes mistakes that we made have very, very tragic consequences. And this applies even to that which would be called an intelligence community. That kochi va'ot isn't only a hubris of feeling that we are on top of the world with military might. Kochi va'ot is also a hubris of relying totally on human perception of reality. Certainly, we believe in a need for hishtadlut. We should try our best to figure out what's going on. And for that, we need intelligent minds. But ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge, and to leave him out of the equation is absurd, that there's a tremendous need for every decision which is made by individuals to be accompanied, first and foremost, by Bitachon. 
This is what's said by the wisest of all men, by Shlomo HaMelech, B'tach El Hashem B'choli Becha, El Binatcha Al Tisha'en. Don't rely totally on your intelligence. Tov, as Shlomo HaMelech didn't make this up, he heard this from his father, from David, Tov Rachasot B'Hashem Yiftoach Ba'adam, and then David spoke about our situation, Kavel Hashem, Ushmor Darkov, Yeromeka, Loreshet Eretz, if you want to live in this land, Behikaret Rishaim Tir'eh, if you want to destroy an enemy, realize that we have to accompany our Hishtadrut with Tfilah, with Emunah, and particularly in this generation of Ikvet Ademeshicha, of living close to the end of this stage of history, when the Mishnah in Masechet Sota tells us that that which would classify our generation would be that uh, we have no real idea of where things are heading, but we do believe that HaKash Baruch Hu is in charge of everything. And so, out of the Choshech and the Choshech, namely out of the misreading and confusion that led to tragedy, two things became very, very clear. One outwardly, one in terms of the facts of reality, of the world, of good and evil, of right and wrong. And secondly, an inner clarity that we have to take a step back and be a little more humble in terms of our understanding, in, term, in terms of what we can get to, in terms of our knowledge and bring a Kaddish Baruch Hu very, very much back into the equation. But I think that the third element is the most important clarity, and the third element is the most internal, and that's our identity. That's who we are. All of a sudden, it became clear to us who we are. Mi ka'amcha Yisrael. What does it mean to be a Jew in Eretz Yisrael? And to be part of an amcha, which... Which, which is hafle vefela, to be part of, of, an, of an amcha, of mesirat nefesh, of individuals who volunteered, who ran to fight, who, of, of, of Hatzalah drivers, of, 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 uh, of soldiers who fought to the last bullet like, like lions, of an amcha Yisrael, of ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim, of a, a woman whose daughter is, is, in, is a hostage in in, 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 in Aza being Mafrisha Chala and, and turning to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and Yehovah Kodesh Baruch Hu. A sense of, a, of an Am that's connected to HaKodesh Baruch Hu, nefesh, deeply, deeply, deeply. And to this, again, you, you all have probably read much more than I have. I know it's a, I see this story and this story and this story, but. The, the, the mother, again, a mother uh, that the Sofer found that he had written tefillin for a young man whose name he recognized from being in captivity. And he called the mother to say that he'll refund the money. She said, He'll wear these tefillin for his bar mitzvah. And he got out a day before his bar mitzvah in order to be able to put on those tefillin. Such, such a sense of a feeling of a oneness, of, of an achdus, of emunah, of purpose, of strength. When one thinks of the 300,000 who came back to protect brothers that they had forgotten were brothers, but all of a sudden, a brother is always a brother, and irrelevant whether they were in Lima, Peru, or whether they were out in Silicon Valley, or whether they were somewhere in India, just to feel that 
I'm part of something larger than me, and I feel it with a willingness to just change everything that I'm doing in order to be able to be part of that whole which is currently being threatened. I'm also human, and I could also make terrible mistakes. Baruch Hashem, my mistakes are generally in teaching, but I hope that you know, it's, uh, um, even those mistakes I should teach properly. Um, that there are three terms that are used in the Torah for our fellow Jew. Our fellow Jew is sometimes called an Ach, and sometimes he's called a Reya, and sometimes he's called an Amit, Amitzcha. And I remember giving a sermon that of those three, I would put being an Ach like on the lowest level. That's because it's a no-brainer. It's genetic. We're Jews. And so we're all related. We're all B'nai Avram, Yitzchak, the Yaakov. That's, you, know, you don't have to do anything to be an ach. You're, you're just an ach. Right? You know, it's you're, you're driving, and it turned into a slang, a cute slang. Right? You're, one's driving on the street, uh, in the road in Tveria. Someone will knock on the window. Achi, shalom sola itcha lekever bishimon. You know, it's like, that's, you know, that's what pulls us together. Very cute, very nice v'chule. But above that, there's an input. An ach, there's no input. It's simply there. But above that, there's an input of a reya, reya mahuvim. There's an emotional connection. And the highest level, I, I remember telling my shul, the highest level is to be an amit. Etch imcha mitzvot. To share values. What is more important in life than sharing values? Looking for a wife, you look for someone with similar values. That, that's an amit. Why was I wrong? <laughs> in other words, the iker is being an ach. The most important thing is to feel as a, as a brother. There was such a beautiful Rashi at the end of last week's Parsha that I've been learning over and over for many, many, many years and just never read it. That the Pasuk says, Vayomer Yaakov le'echav l'ktu avanim. So Rashi was bothered. Yaakov didn't have any brothers around. Esau was his brother. He wasn't around there. Who are echav? Who are his brothers? Rashi says, heim banav. But then Rashi continues and explains why in the world did he call his sons his brothers and Rashi explains that a brother has a, def- a dictionary meaning. Sheheim hayulo la'achim equal nigashim elav litzara ulemilchama. A brother is someone who is there when you need him. And then you look back at all the psukim in the Torah. Where does it speak about ach? When someone needs you. Ki yamuch achicha. That's when you're going to go to help him. In words, which is nidach. In words, when someone loses aveda, an ach is someone who's there when you need him. B'tzara u b'milchama. I recall that this was very early in in the in the in, in the war. First week, the second week, the second week when there began to be the funerals and people began to go to the shiva homes. And there was a Jew from Chutz Laaretz, beautiful, that came to Eretz Yisrael to identify with us. And he went to a shiva home and he told his friend who was from Eretz Yisrael, who was guiding him, he said, I don't understand. This person had, had, had left a wife and left children. He volunteered. He didn't have to go. Like, why would he go? And, and with, the, with knowing that he can leave his wife an almana and leave his children yitomim. And the Israeli Jew looked at him and said, Namely, what, what, what circles are, are, are you building that, that don't exist here in Eretz Yisrael? In Eretz Yisrael, we're achim. And when you're going, what, what else is there? 
what, 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 what else makes, what, what else has meaning more than lahatzil et, 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 et achicha? There's a very, very special gra um, that I found. <laughs> there, there's a pasuk in Sefer Yeshayahu in Perak Memdalad, which speaks about four types of Jews. The, the, the context is that Kosh Baruch Hu says, I am going to bring Shefa, I'm going to bring plenty, I'm going to bring water to those who are thirsty, I'm going to bring a bracha to, uh, to the descendants of the Jewish people, they're going to grow in a, in, a, in, a, in a manner which is rooted to the earth. And who is this Jewish people? Zeyomar Lashemani, Zeyikra B'Shem Yaakov, Zeyichtov Yado Lashem, U'B'Shem Yisrael Yechaneh. Those are the four categories. One looks in Rashi, Rashi has a very nice explanation. Looks in the Malbim, he also has a nice explanation. But the wow explanation is found in the Aderes Elio of the Gro in Parshas Bezos Sabracha. He says these are four categories. Ze Yomar Lashem Ani, those are you. Those are Balei Torah Umitzvot, those who have a sense of what it means to really, really be a Jew, to connect with Akarish Baruchu. The Ze Yikrabeshem Yaakov, these are the Misaratiim. These are the Marasha, Kilat Yaakov. They keep things by rote because this is what's been done in their homes. Kach kibel me'avotav. Zeyichtov yado l'ashem. Elu balei mitzvos. There are people who like to pick a mitzvah. Now, pick tzitzis, right? I'll wear tzitzis. I'll wear tzitzis. You know, where it's, I know where it's uh, not no kippah, no tefillin, but I'll wear tzitzis. It's very, very special. That's the third category. And finally, B'Shem Yisrael Yechaneh, who, below Torah, u below mitzvah, rak shemechaneh et atzmo B'Shem Yisrael. Someone who identifies as a Jew. He identifies as a Jew. He is one of these four categories. V'kulam achudim zebazeh. These are the four categories that Kosh Baruch Hu is going to hold together, like the Arba Minim in the Lulav is going to hold them all together. He's going to plant them in the land, and they're going to grow in a manner of being permanently rooted in the land, including the one Shemachane et Atzmo, B'Shem Yisrael. And that, I think, is our Chizuk. Our Chizuk is not the fact that we woke up to a clarity of the reality of the world. I think most of us here in the room recognized that reality well before many other Jews recognized it. Um, it's not necessarily that we have a reality that, um, that we have to be, understand that Kosh Baruch Hu is in charge and, and that we should dive into him in a serious manner that I think we've, we've all had. But to feel the sense of achva, to feel that we are, that we are achim, to recognize Mika Amcha Yisrael, that is something which is very, very special that we all rejoice with those families that are reunited. We all stay up at night thinking of those who are still in captivity. And we all cry with all of those who receive bitter news because it's we who are receiving in our extended family that, that, that bitter news. I just want to end by pointing out that in this Ikvesa de Meshicha, 
we are in a situation um, that is called in the Gemara that there were in labor pains leading forward towards a birth and no one knows what will be in other words, whether there will be another pain, whether we've had enough pain, but our situation has already been mentioned in that Medrash, in that Pirkei Revelezer that spoke about the Bris Ben Abbasarim, where we spoke about Ema Chashecha Gedola Nofelas. There's one more word in the Pasuk, Alav. So we said that Ema represented Edom, and that Chashecha was Yavan, and Gedola was Paras Umadai, and that Nofelet was Bavel, but there's another word, Alav. And the Medrash says, Alav Elu Yishme'elim, She'alehem ben David Yitzmach. That is the last of the exiles that we have to go through, even within Eretz Yisrael. There are divrei chizuk, with this I'll conclude, that are mentioned in Tanakh that were said from a brother to a brother. And so as a brother to a brother, I would like to say over those divrei chizuk, they were said by Yoav to Avishai, when the battle was both in front of them and behind them, Chazak v'nitzchazek ba'ad ameinu u'ba'ad arei elokeinu v'hashem yaseh hatov be'inav. We should strengthen one another that Hashem should only do nisim v'niflaot v'zman hazeh. Amen. Amen.